You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Happy to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in the studio with Liz Dolan. And Liz, it was a sad drive down Sunset Boulevard. Oh, All why? the movie posters are gone now. Oh, sad. But, but not for us. We're talking about these Oscars. <laughs> We're we, talking about them. I know. I know. This is fun to be here with you, Leanne. This is Liz Dolan. And Julie in Dallas, ready to go, right? Yes, this is Julie. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas. And I don't think I'm alone in saying that I've replayed the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper shallow clip many, many times. (laughs) Well, we're going to dissect it frame by frame, if needs be. I think the last couple of years, we haven't even talked about the Oscars afterwards. But this year, we're talking about the Oscars. I know. You know, someone asked me, you know, are the Satellite Sisters going to be covering um, the Oscars? And I said, well, you know, probably not. But Probably yes. <laughs> yes. Today, yes. yes. Maybe every week for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we'll always have that moment. We are also going to be talking about North Korea because I guess we got to talk about that too occasionally. Uh, I have some. I have some insights that I don't think you're hearing on other news outlets uh, that I want to share with you, and I think it will provide you with insights about whether or not this summit is going to have any success at all. All right, okay. sure, whatever. Okay, uh, Liz uh, Emma Thompson published a letter in the L.A. Times today. It's right there in our stay noisy wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. you're going to break it down. For We're going to break that down. There is much to discuss. Dame Emma, I mean, our our satellite sister, Dame Emma Thompson, staying noisy. Okay, excellent. Um, Operation Sea Turtle update. Yes. I, I am excited to hear, because you tried Pilates for a week, a week. Is like yes. a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed that I cannot <laughs> twist my body as I'm talking? <laughs> and then, and then I've been mentioning, you know, my big dance recital coming up. So last week I had to go put together my my outfit for my cha cha, and I've oh. learned a couple of things about dressing like Madonna that I'm oh. going to share with you. So that okay, that's Good. happening because we're all yeah you know, we're all rushing out to get our Madonna outfit. Yeah, yeah. well, you might you might be Joel. Uh, mm-hmm. And then finally, Julie, you have a, a you have an uplifting satellite sister of the week story to share with us at the I, end of the I show. I do. I want to make a special salute to three teachers in Frisco, Texas. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, Okay, first a reminder, just want to remind you that our Satellite Sisters book club pick is Duped. The next book we're all reading together and we're interviewing the author, Abby Ellen, in early April. The book is Duped. Okay, now Ellen, she's been on the show before, Abby Ellen. She's a writer for the New York Times. Uh So she's smart, smart cookie, Liz. Yeah, yeah. And somehow she managed to get completely duped by this guy that she thought was this handsome doctor that was going to marry her and take her away into a life of happiness. Mm -hmm. And no. No, he was just a straight-up con man. And the book is all about sort of her relationship, but also then, because she's a reporter from the New York Times, she went deep on, like, the psychology of con Con men and con women out there. Con artists. Yes. What actually makes them tick. So we're going to be talking about that. It's sort of the next step from Dirty John. I feel like it's if you you were fascinated by the Dirty John podcast, this is a true story, too. Right. It's 100% true. So the book is duped. D-U-P-E-D. Okay. (laughs) There's no slang. It's just duped by Abby Ellen. We're going to be talking to Abby on April 9th. So if you want to read along with us, please do. Okay, so I know I threatened in the Facebook group 
yesterday that we would spend the entire hour today talking about um, the Oscars, particularly about Lady Gaga and Mr. Gaga. Uh, but So we're not going to spend the entire hour on that, but we must start with that. Right, Julie? We just must. Yeah. I, you know, I, Leanne, you were really hoping that Lady Gaga would win the uh, Oscar for Best Actress. I think Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper won the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think without a doubt, it was a moment of, of that show. And certainly it was a moment for all times. <laughs> and if you and, and you can't watch that clip enough. That's the nope. way I feel about it. You know, it's just solid gold. They did it. They won the Oscars, Leanne. <laughs> I liked Trisha's comment on our Facebook page when she said they were she was at an Oscar watching party and it was just 45 women screaming. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't, I can't even explain what made that so great, but it was right from the beginning. Yes. I mean, we were on a group text, and when they just stood up and started walking towards the piano from the audience, I was like, oh my gosh, what is <laughs> it? It's <intense?"> happening. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening right now. And then, I know. And then you just got the feeling you were watching something you shouldn't be watching. <laughs> and like when people were commenting on the quality of Bradley Cooper's voice, who cares? Right. What voice? Right. Like, I mean, it, none that of was it mattered. Just crazy yeah, yes. at the end. That yeah. was just like crazy star power. Like, <laughs> I know they were both nominated for best actor and best actress. Yes. So presumably they're pretty good at their jobs. Yes. And they, right. she's a huge performer. And, you know, he's been on screen a long time. He knows what he does to women. Yeah. But wow, that was something else. Come on. When I he mean, like picked were, up his mic. You know, when he when he moved his mic and you thought, okay, he's stepping away there for a second, Ooh. and he went and he sat down next to her. Yeah, that was uh, the hearts. Isabel, feel my heart, Liz. That was really a moment there. But it, you know, they they were just they were the movie. They, you know, they yes. in fact they embodied everything that was so great about the movie. And even if you've never seen that movie, you know, and my husband does a personal protest of one against the Academy Awards for whatever reason. Yeah. He loved that. He loved that. I said, you have to watch this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, they were the movie. And I first of all, showed like why the movie was robbed. Don't even get me started (laughs) about that Bohemian Rhapsody. I can't even. (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody winning any awards. Impossible to believe. It was fun. It was a perfectly fun movie. But that was that was dynamite. And it's the standard by which all Oscar performances will now be judged. You know, it's the equivalent of the Prince halftime show, right? Or a Hugh Jackman opening on the Tonys. Exactly. You know, Michael Jackson at the Grammys. This is it. (laughs) Like this is it. This is the standard forever. The standard forever. Good luck, people. Yeah. They're not going to have ever have another host, and they're never going to have any performers uh, do any of the Oscar-nominated songs ever again. I would. Why bother, right? <laughs> well, and I. I mean, of course, we all know. We know now. Bradley Cooper. He has a girlfriend. Blah blah blah. Okay, that's not what that moment was just about. Two stars, like being stars. Yeah. So. And we so all you're want... not buying the love angle that this they're uh, they're secretly attracted or openly attracted. They're open... <laughs> I believe they're openly attracted, <laughs> but I'm not going to waste any time feeling bad for his girlfriend. That wasn't okay. the point. No, like okay. it must be terrible to be married to actors all the time. They yeah. have to go kiss and make out and like be naked with other people all the time. It's yeah. just usually not in front of a billion people, and you're not usually there watching it from the front row. But whatever, that's. Yeah. 
That's mm-hmm. part of the it's part of the you know job, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was a spectacular moment. I do feel like my four year consideration campaign was victorious because yes. of that. So yeah. I mean, because they rose above the entire competition. It literally doesn't matter anymore who won those darn prizes. No, because <laughs> they won the moment, which is what it's about. Well, there's a funny article in the Washington Post. If you just can't get enough of that, uh, I want to thank Carrie from our Facebook group for alerting my attention to this scene-by-scene, frame-by-frame breakdown of that moment. Uh, If you just can't get enough, like Julie, like the rest of us, continuing to watch it over and over again. Spectacular. 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 Uh, You know, I think they're going to make a movie out of this (laughs) scene. (laughs) I will tell you this. I am writing something, working on something, and I happen to be, you know, there's some romance, there's some, you know, romantic scenes, love scenes. I saw this. I'm like, my work is garbage. (laughs) Everything I've written is garbage. Yeah, they're going to make a movie just out of that one It's just a reminder, like, they're fully clothed. In, like, public view, and that was still, like, yes. the hottest thing you've ever seen yes. this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. You don't need to take your clothes off, people, as our mother would say. You don't need to take your clothes off. <laughs> so, okay. You don't even really need to sing, and that's okay, too. <laughs> oh, so. my God. And just the fact that they, like, stood up from their chairs and just did it. The staging you know? was brilliant. I, it was just so, yeah, so, like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was brilliant. Okay. There were a few other moments uh, during the Oscars where maybe not at that level of, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, 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 that gave me a, a little bit of a frisson. One moment, which I still laugh every time I think about it, when Melissa McCarthy and Brian Tyree Henry walked out in those costumes for best costume design. Oh, my God. They were in this mashup of The Favorite and Mary Queen of Scots. I mean, Melissa McCarthy in that rabbit <laughs> cape with the bunny hand puppet. Oh, oh my, my God. And when she was fumbling to open the envelope with the bunny on her hand. And she yes. just kept working it. She was not. She yeah. wasn't going to take the bunny off. That was very, very funny. <laughs> oh, yes. And she's reading very serious copy about the prestige of textiles, but also <laughs> authenticity, yet never distract from the story. And all you are focused on is the bunny. So I, I just love that. I just love her. Yes. You know, she brings so much heart to everything that she does. She and committed was, to that. They yes. both did. That was it was very funny. That yeah, was, his was the Mary Poppins returns look. <laughs> I mean, the thing is around his eyes. <laughs> Just the hat sort of sitting on top of his head. Oh, it was really funny. Okay. So right at a moment when the show needed some levity, yes. like you know, it was just perfect. It right. Perfect you really thing. don't need some comedian as a host if you have moments like that. Right. If the if the the people who are presenting can actually pull off high comedy, which most of them don't. Most of them attempt just stupid banter right. or banter mm-hmm. that's not that funny. But this was just the visual, like, you immediately got it. Right. And whatever. <laughs> and they, If you'd seen The Favorite, yes. you immediately got it. <laughs> Even if you hadn't, it was funny. But, yeah. yes, if you'd seen The Favorite. All right. Another moment that I really liked was uh, Spike Lee just jumping into Samuel L. Jackson's arms the way he did. I mean, he was so psyched. And he was. that was, of course, I love the fact that he was in a purple suit to salute <laughs> Prince. Yes. And he was wearing the Prince medallion. I know. 
Come on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just... He had a lot of symbolism going on in his outfit. <laughs> he did. Liz. Everything he was wearing meant something else. I Spike saw is always signifying. He's <laughs> always messaging. He doesn't miss a minute. Uh, but, but one thing people might not know about Spike Lee, I posted a little bit about this in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Um, I worked with Spike like 20, 20 30 years ago. I, I originally posted 20 years, and then I realized, oh, my God, it was really 30 years. <laughs> uh, well, the it's same, more than 20, Liz. Yeah. That's the way you should uh, say it. Yeah. At the same time that he was finishing Do the Right Thing, he was also working on a series of commercials for Nike where I worked, the Spike and Mike commercials, which were very famous, where he was playing Morris Blackman and Michael Jordan was playing Michael Jordan. Anyway, so I have a framed poster in my home office that he gave me, a Do the Right Thing poster signed, and it actually says, Love, Spike Lee. It's, <laughs> Dear Liz, keep on just doing it. Love, Spike Lee. But much more recently, because you don't care what happened to me 30 years ago, our niece, Ruthie, so Sheila's daughter. So you heard from Sheila a few weeks ago when she was on. She graduated from what they call NYU grad. He did a big shout out to NYU grad the other night. But it's NYU film school. And Ruthie won the Spike Lee grant to finish her pilot when she graduated from NYU grad. So we told you last week that she will be taking that pilot. She got accepted into South by Southwest, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And yep. so it was not only was it Spike Lee who gave her the money to finish that pilot, but when she saw him at graduation, what he, he saw her and he said, what are you doing here? You should be in the editing room. Oh, that's fine. So you got to love that. And then when she screened the rough cut, the first time for him, she said he laughed three times, and that was just total gold to her. To oh, I, I can you imagine? I know. That must have been nerve. Yeah, to have have him review your film. Yeah. Yes, it's That's amazing. And, and he's always been that way, supporting young artists, supporting young filmmakers. So it's just one of the things I love about Spike Lee. So if, but if you want to follow the Rainbow Ruthie saga, I'll put this link in the show notes. It now has its own Instagram feed that is at Rainbow Ruthie TV. So anyway, thank you. Thank you, Spike Lee, for just doing that for our family. What else? I I had Queen here. We just move on. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Leanne, there's no notes under that. Keep it positive. I can't even. Queen, right? (laughs) Speaking of 30 30 years of not liking something and then (laughs) seeing it rewarded for no, oh, oh, you remixed a Queen song. Well, here's an Oscar. Okay. Okay. End of story. I'm just going to repeat again. I thought it was a very entertaining movie. (laughs) Nowhere nowhere near the level of excellence that, Mm. you know, should have put it in mm. some of these categories, but what mm. else? Right. Okay. right. And that Roma didn't win for sound editing, I don't understand. Yes. But I was very happy that Roma, that we've talked about on the podcast, mm. um, had a very good night. Uh, they won for Best Foreign Film, and they won in a number of categories. Well-deserved. Uh, it really is an excellent um, film. Yes. And really, you're kind of thinking nothing in the world could be sexier than Alfonso Cuaron. No. Right, until right. Lady Gaga and Mr. Gaga <laughs> get up. <laughs> it's true. Really takes a lot to Could he be off. any more handsome? No, he no. could not. No. And he was so gracious and he yes. was so, he thanked his actors and all the crew and he was just so lovely about it. And he said he never gets old to win one of these. And so good for him. And I hope he makes some more movies. Okay. One other thing that got blurted out from the stage, which I loved, is when the woman who who won a documentary, documentary short said, I can't believe a film about menstruation just won an Oscar. <laughs> that I was mean, funny. 
That's a fantastic story. So the documentary uh, short, period, end of sentence, is about women in India talking about the stigma uh, attached to the lack of access to sanitary protection and and some students here in the United States and a teacher that stepped in to help them solve that problem. So we, I have a link to that short in the show notes also. That's a super important issue, too. It is. That's I remember like five years ago. Well, maybe longer though. A friend of mine's daughter did that as her like Girl Scout Gold project, oh. like sending sanitary uh, pads to Africa, where she had you know done a done a trip in school. And I was like, what is this about? So when you start to educate yourself about that, yeah. you realize how important that is. Yeah, to keeping girls in school, fantastic. Okay, I had a little personal learning uh, the other night, and it was from the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Heather, you posted, again, we were talking about Gaga and Bradley Cooper, (laughs) but you said, shipping them was my guilty pleasure last night. And I thought, hmm, okay, I keep hearing that word shipping. It was kind of a new thing to me, Heather. So I went to the Urban Dictionary. I had to look it up, which I enjoy learning new things at this stage of my life. And shipping in fandom is the act of supporting or wishing for a particular romantic relationship. So I didn't even know that. So thank you for a new term. Did you guys know that? I had previously looked it up. I had seen it popping up on social media. I'm like, what does this mean? And so I had looked it up a while ago. All right. Yeah. I I like it. I think that is part of our public service on podcasts that we (laughs) try to stay current. So that's good. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Very, yes. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be able to pull off actually using that phrase, though, Heather. I'm just not sure. I, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can work it in. Yeah, I wouldn't overuse it. I'd <laughs> use it very carefully. That's what I. That, that's my recommendation to you, Liz. Really think it through before you post it. That's that's what I. Would you say. want me to stay away from it, Liam? Yes, completely. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. We also had some ads and promos on the show. You know, the, the Oscar ads, FYI, way better than the Super Bowl ads. Like, let's just refocus on some great messaging on the Oscars. So Nordstrom, Lee, and you also loved that Nordstrom I ad, right? I that ad. It was, it was a mesmerizing ad about, like, doing your own thing and getting out there and putting yourself out there. I was like, what company is this? What mm-hmm. is this for? And then when it said Nordstrom.com, I was very happy because yeah. I, I enjoy Nordstrom. <laughs> the tagline, their tagline was, an open mind is the best look. Yeah. So it oh, was great. That's a good one. Yeah. For I that. thought it was a very, you know, like you stopped to watch that ad. Yes. Yeah. S- same with Rather the, than get more snacks or right. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same with the Nike ad that debuts sort of yes. online Serena's Nike ad about mm-hmm. crazy dreams. Yeah. Oh, Sobfest. Dream crazier. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. do that. Sobfest. Yeah. yeah that, and and I want to put in Rachel. a pitch for Whiskey Cavalier, the new ABC <laughs> romantic drama starring Scott, Scott Foley and Lauren Cohen. That looked good. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to put that on my viewing list. That's yeah. a, and also, I made everyone where I was watching be quiet when the promo for The Fix came up. So that is um, uh, Liz Craft and Sarah Fain are the showrunners on The Fix, which is debuting on ABC Monday, March 18th. But they're going to be on our show March 12th. They do the podcast Happier in Hollywood. They're going to be on Satellite Sisters March 12th to tell us all about the, just the exciting premiere of their new uh, of their new series with Marsha Clark. So remember when they pitched us that idea, Liam? Yes. Like they told us like a year and a half ago what that story was. Right. And we it's, said, that's a great idea. And it's going to be they, good, people. here they are as a mid-season mm-hmm. replacement. They mm-hmm. are the hosts of Happier in Hollywood. And they'll be on our show in mid-March. Yes. So looking forward to that. And that was a great promo. Yes. That's got to be a thrill, too, just oh, yeah. seeing that. 
Yeah, seeing that. Nice. Nice to get that lift there from the network. Good for them. Good for them. All right. Uh, coming up, we're gonna now that, now that we're done, do we have to stop talking about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper? I guess so, because we're going to talk about North Korea next. But first, <laughs> come on, Leanne. You can do it. You can do it. Life moves on. <laughs> okay. Uh, life, life moves on. Never, Liz. Never. <laughs> Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right. Can we, now we're going to talk about North Korea. Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay. You know, there's a summit going on in Vietnam, in Hanoi, right now, North Korea and the United States. Okay. And um, I noticed one of the things they're making a big deal about is Kim Jong-un left North Korea a couple days ago because he traveled to Vietnam by train. Now, to fly from Pyongyang, the capital of North Korea, to Hanoi, it's about an hour flight. Mm -hmm. But he can't he can't do that because all he has is broken down Russian, old, really, really old Russian planes. And he didn't want to borrow another Chinese plane, which is what he had to do that when he went to the summit in Singapore, because things are so bad in North Korea that the dear leader does not even have a plane that that flies. OK, mm -hmm. that's the truth. So they're making a big deal about this, that this is comm commemorative of, you know, of his father and his grandfather to travel by train to Vietnam because his grandfather did it in the late 1950s. But that's not really the case. It's just that it is so bad in North Korea. That's the only way he can get there and kind of save face. 
Now, as you know, and maybe you're sick of it, I, I went to North Korea with my girlfriend, Susie. And one We're not of the sick things of it. That, We're not sick of it, Julie. Okay, this is why we can cover okay. this. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that uh, that they, as part of the tour, it was a very regulated tour when we were there, is that we went to see this train because oh, Joseph Stalin gave it to Kim Il-sun, which is Kim Jong-un's grandfather. So mm-hmm. this train is 70 years old. Okay. I mean, and it looks like a 70-year-old train and they had little small velvet seats. It looked old and terrible. But that is, that's what he's got to travel in, because that's the state of affairs there in North Korea. And I mention all of this because I think it is the backdrop and the mindset for Kim Jong-un. He doesn't want to live in his, like, in the 1950s, and not even the good 1950s, like in America. I mean, this is like North Korea, where there's not a secure power energy um, uh, center, you know, that, you know, electricity goes on and off. There's not enough food for the people. There are no goods and services. They are an incredibly backward, repressive government. And I don't think this young guy wants to, like, pretend he's his grandfather. So he is, he took the train to Vietnam, but once he got to the border in Vietnam, and Liz, I know you've traveled in Vietnam, he had to he had to switch to a car because the train tracks were different and oh, his oh. 70 year old train uh which thankfully made it to uh vietnam i mean i i honestly i feel very badly for the train engineer and the train mechanic for <laughs> I'm, that I'm train. imagining them like shoveling break- coal yeah. into the yeah okay I mean, what if it breaks down? There are no replacement parts, <laughs> 70-year-old replacement parts. Those guys are going to get shot, okay? So that, talk about high stakes. The people trying to get the dear leader to and from the the summit, seems to me, they're the ones really under pressure. <laughs> but once he got to the border in Vietnam, he had to switch to a car because the train tracks were different. And Liz, I know you've been to Vietnam, you know, I mean, that's a bad car trip, Leanne. <laughs> I mean, the, I've been there, I've been to, uh, to North v- uh, Vietnam, and I, while it's been a while, I can't believe the roads have improved that much. I mm-hmm. mean, it's probably still a long and windy, horrible road. So he and he comes into this summit, and obviously he wants to save his regime and protect it. And one route is to continue to make nuclear weapons, to continue to be the bad guy and do all of that. But it may just be that, you know, that economic development is his only other, you know, course of action, like mm-hmm. to improve, actually improve things in North Korea. And I think personally, this guy, not that I've ever met Kim Jong-un, I think he wants one of those new foldable Samsung phones. You know, I think that's what you were going to say is plain. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, or, and I think he wants a G5. Yeah. yeah. And I think he wants to have like a luxury apartment and in Miami and fly around the world. I do not think he wants to be stuck in the 1950s in a cold, repressive, broke down government. That's, I, I mean, and he's got those generals breath, breathing over his shoulders. I mean, it, it just is not sustainable uh, long term. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think he has the interest and I don't think, you know, that for as long as they have put up with it, I don't think they can continue much longer. 
Okay. God, you can just get so much insight out of public transportation right, modes. Yeah. You know, what does it really say? Like the New York City A train, right? Just right. also probably about 70 years old also. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> says a lot about where we are, where where yeah. cultures are. Okay, well, there'll be a lot in the news about that this week. So thank you, Julie, for a unique insight. Uh, speaking of news, a breaking story this morning we wanted to talk about a little bit. Special stay noisy shout out to Emma Thompson. You may recall that a few episodes ago we spoke out. I believe it was as part of the Bitter Business Bureau, yes. right, sisters? Yes, correct, Liz. We thought it was wrong that a company named Skydance Animation, which is obviously an an, um, animated movie company here in Hollywood, had hired John Lasseter. And John Lasseter had been let go by Pixar and Disney over what they called multiple allegations of inappropriate behavior and the creation of a frat house-like work environment. And he admitted to a lot of inappropriate hugging and, quote, other missteps. So I think our point at the time was, like, what's it take to not get hired somewhere? Like, if if Disney, he's a genius, okay? He's a total genius, but Disney had to throw him out. So you got to be, like, pretty bad when they just really throw you out. So anyway, so he shows up at Skydance Animation, and Emma Thompson had been signed up to do a film for them. And the moment she reads that, oh, you know, new bigwig over at Skydance is John Lasseter, she lets them know, mm, I don't think I'm going to be doing this movie anymore. Wow. I like her. The power she has really? is to, yes, is to uh, not work for them. And she just decided that she wanted to kind of take a stand. So and this was several weeks ago. Uh, but today, the L.A. Times has a story about the actual letter that she sent them. And we have a link to that in our show notes. And there were just a few things in the letter that I thought, good for you, Emma Thompson. Yay. Because <laughs> she, what she did is she said, I'm, I'm really disappointed to have to pull out of this project because there are a lot of great people in it. It's not about the people that are actually working on it. I was excited. I know that if I pull out, it might put other people out of work. But, you know, I just have a series of questions about this. So here are just a few of the questions she put in in her letter to uh, to Skydance. She said, if a man has been touching women inappropriately for decades, why would a woman want to work for him if the only reason he's not touching them inappropriately inappropriately now is that it says in his contract that he must behave professionally? Fair enough, Emma Thompson. Right. Fair enough. Uh, and that this next one, I think, is a key point. If John Lasseter started his own company, right, which, of course, he would have had a right to, then every employee would have been given the opportunity to choose whether or not they wanted to work for him, right? Does right. this guy deserve a second chance? Well, you can either go work for him or not. But Skydance employees didn't get to choose whether or not to give him a second chance. They just got stuck in the, okay, now we all have to work with John Lasseter. And... Uh, she asked the question, shouldn't it be John Lasseter who has to lose his job if employees don't want to give him a second chance? So fair point. And then this last one, um, serious and thoughtful and important. She said, Skydance has revealed that no women received settlements from Pixar or Disney as a result of being harassed by John Lasseter. But given all the abuse that's been heaped on women who have come forward to make accusations against powerful men, 
do we really think that no settlements means there was no harassment? Right, or right. No... That can't be a good or accurate measurement no. of whether uh, or not there was harassment. Exactly, Julie. It's like the exact opposite of what the measurement should be. She said, are we supposed to feel comforted that women who feel that their careers were derailed by working for John Lasseter didn't receive money. So, yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Dame Emma. And then one of the, she closes the letter by saying, I'm well aware that centuries of entitlement to women's bodies, whether they like it or not, is not going to change overnight or in a year. But I'm also aware that if people who have spoken out like me do not take this sort of stand when things are very unlike, then things are very unlikely to change anything at anything like the pace required to protect my daughter's generation. So, yay. I encourage you to read the letter. I think she raises a lot of really interesting points. And, you know, it's nice when you see someone really putting themselves out there and trying to speak on an issue, which obviously is super complicated. Right, right. Well, no, good for her. I'm just I'm thinking about it. I hadn't even really heard about it or read the letter. I hadn't had time this morning. Yeah, you know? it was a new an- animation feature called Luck. And she said she was very excited to work on it. It was it was really kind of disappointing. Right. But if they put you in a position of really working for a guy who has violated so many um, just, you know, basic Certainly behavior work, tenants, workplace rules, yeah. respect for women. Yeah. yeah. Derailed exactly. a lot of careers. Right. And they said it's one of the things they said at Skydance Animation is that women, if you want to come forward and tell us you don't want to work on John Lasseter projects, we will we will honor that. Oh, what? That's not, that's not the. No. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like... Oh, that's going to be good for their careers. Yeah. <laughs> I, OK. He's the genius you just put in charge, but I'm not going to work for him. Anyway, Emma Thompson, we love you. Okay. Good for you. Put yourself out there. Can't fault that. <laughs> All right. Switching gears here, Liz, there was a story in the New York Times wedding announcement section this week. It was ostensibly a wedding announcement, Uh but the writer Hilary Scheinbaum took the time to expand the story. And it was about uh, naked weddings, Liz. It's about time. (laughs) That's a thing? It's a thing, Liz. It's happening. Julie, have you ever been to a naked wedding? No. Okay. What do you think, Liz? (laughs) Me neither. I don't know. Nudists getting married, okay? And there's just some... Well, just, that makes sense. I mean, that you would want a wedding that reflects your lifestyle. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Okay. Thank you. So this was the wedding of Jack Saya and Colleen Gordon. Jack is 64. Colleen is 66. Uh, they were married at Wildwood Naturist Resorts. Uh, it's a clothing-free facility right there in Decatur, Texas, Jewel. But uh, <laughs> that sounds—that's why I'm surprised you it's haven't not been far away. Your oh, ne- is that why you thought your next adventure vacation? <laughs> and uh, here, Julie, just so you feel better, just so you know, the groom was completely nude, but the bride wore a see-through dress because she wanted to make people feel more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, okay. she was partially nude, partially not. Uh, the ordained minister also had no clothes on, you know, okay. but most of their friends actually live right there on the property. I mean, this is a resort people go back to every weekend. So that's where they met at the resort and that's where they got married. Uh, they usually have, you know, about 20 to 100 people at the weddings that they have at this new nudist facility. But he said everybody's really invited. And Liz, here's a couple of good things about a naked wedding. Okay. First of all, right. um, uh, first of all, it's cheaper because you don't right. have to buy. I mean, it really cuts down on like the maid of honor dress, yeah. bridesmaids. 
I mean, they're all good. You don't have to worry when you invite a bridesmaid, like, oh, the expense of it. Yeah. 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 Is everybody going to match? It's just, no, none of that. The wedding dress, free. The groomsmen, free. No tux rentals, no pesky tux rentals. It's really genius. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And uh, so that's that's a number one. And two, everyone chips in, you know, because they're just happy to be invited to a naked wedding. So they they potluck it there at the nice shirts. But but all the guests have to be naked too, right, Leanne? You know, it's clothing, clothing optional, so uh-huh. you could you could you know you could come dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm sort of fascinated by nudism because it just looks so uncomfortable to me. <laughs> Everything about it, you know. When you hear when you read their statements in the paper, like you know, oh, I just decided I don't like clothes. Who decides that? Like. <laughs> I don't like to be chilly at all. Like, yeah. I don't mind cold weather, but when it's breezy, I like a little something, or yeah. a wrap or a sweater. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't think nudity is that comfortable. You know, you're going to get sunburned. Yeah. It's going to be Because they're constantly playing volleyball We, we have a lot of bugs in Texas, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, and snakes. But... So I mean, I can you wear shoes? I guess they had shoes on. They must. I, have. Julie, I don't know. They said it's different for everybody, but most yeah. of them quoted in the article just said, "Yeah, we just don't like clothes." And I don't, okay. I don't know when you get to that point in your life that you don't like clothes. But they quoted another woman at the, uh, at the, at who had also gotten married at a nudist resort. Mm-hmm. Now she actually worked at the resort. And oh, where is she worked at uh, the butt cheek cantina? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why people love See, it. How it can you funny. not love that? That's funny. And uh, she worked at the Butt Cheek Cantina there. And, uh, oh, yeah, and then uh, Scuttlebutt's Lounge and Cheek's Bar and Grill. Those are also yeah. <laughs> names. You know, and she just yeah. enjoys, they just enjoy the nakedness of it. Yeah. I, I can't imagine so, sitting through a wedding where the, yeah. everyone's naked and well, you're Well, see, not. then again, sitting is maybe not as comfortable yeah. when yeah. you don't have... Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of sticky and potentially germy. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's a good thing is that most of the invitees, the caterers, the DJs, and the vendors, they're notified, of course, mm-hmm. that it's clothing optional. And then the majority of people are just nudists. Mm-hmm. So they come, mm-hmm. like they're DJ slash nudists mm-hmm. or caterers <laughs> slash nudists. So it's just very comfortable there. Free as a jaybird, as they say. Free as a jaybird. I want to see the ads for that on Craigslist for the DJ slash nudists, right? Because there's obviously a market. You know what you don't want to see is the wedding photo. Because I have <laughs> no. to admit, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw the picture in the New York Times. Yeah. I didn't read it. So thank you for reading the yeah. article for it. For hey, come on, I sisters. I think we support lifestyle, lifestyle yeah. weddings. Uh, yeah. So I, this is this is just part of it. And uh, yeah. obviously they are, you know, they found each other and uh, happiness mm-hmm. uh, and Honestly, okay. it does fascinate me. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. It's not my story, but it's somebody's, yeah. it's somebody's story. Well, remember what Nordstrom said, an open mind is a good luck. There you right? go. Though they, they are trying to sell clothes <laughs> with that line. <laughs> I am not going to check it out, sisters. Okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. If you're looking for more information on the show or back episodes, you can always go to SatelliteSisters.com. Mm-hmm. You want to figure out who we are? who we are and what's happening here. Who are here. these people? <laughs> well, if you made it this far, chances are 
you're you're interested now. You made it this far into the show. But almost everything you need is at SatelliteSisters.com, including links to our advertisers every yes. week. Liz does a very fine job with the show notes. Yeah. So yeah. please just give Liz a little love, show note love, because she works very hard on that. So if you need yeah. something, click on over there. You'll probably find it. Yeah. If, if we read out a link for like a, an advertiser and it's the promo code, that's always posted either on the website or in the show notes. Thanks, Leah. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Liz. You're welcome. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is (laughs) what what I'm what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free, and wild caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right. So now we're back. And last week I started to talk about how I was setting some new fitness goals. You know, my fitness program is codenamed Operation Sea Turtle. And that I, I thought I needed to try a few new things. Julie and I had the big hiking vacation. And so it's a perfect excuse to stop hiking now that that's over. <laughs> <laughs> you're but, not, you don't have the hiking bug, Liz. You don't, you're, you've turned in your walking sticks. No. It's over. Free I solo. D- free yeah. solo. <laughs> I decided I would give Pilates a try. Okay. So uh, <laughs> just because the main reason I want to do this is that, you know, my last physical, I mentioned in January that I had shrunk an inch. Mm. And this was very alarming to me. I know that you shrink as you get older, but I just didn't believe I was getting older. But apparently I am. So I thought, like, ooh, put yourself on that rack. Maybe you, <laughs> maybe you can stop the shrinking. I'm not sure that's medically sound, that reason. If you believe it, Liz, <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so this was my week of Pilates. I went to three different classes at three different places because everyone says, oh, we'll try different classes. All the instructors are different. I got one of those class pass, like a free trial of class pass so I could oh. for free go to a bunch of places. I mean, my neighborhood has like a Pilates studio on every corner. Literally. Like, yes. yes. It's, <laughs> it's the law. And um, <laughs> so it's, a, it's part of your redevelopment fund there in Santa Monica. And Pilates is really the <laughs> single growth industry in Santa Monica, California. So so I could easily walk to a bunch of different studios. So that's what I did. So here are my five just observations from my week of Pilates. Okay, um, go. 
Number one, my favorite part of the whole thing is that you're mainly laying down. And <laughs> is that a bad sign? That it's the, it's the laying down that I really appreciate. So something to think about. Um, number two, this is complicated. I have a lot of problems remembering right and left. It's just not automatic for me. Like even when I'm driving, if somebody says or the GPS says turn left or, or turn right, I really have to think about it. And I actually have to look at my hands. to You be have able to make to... the little L. To... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good. So, Good. so in a Pilates class, when they say take your left leg and stretch it towards your right ear while twisting to the right and keeping your head pointing left and your head and chest up, I am just... Out. I think things are now potentially <laughs> snapping off. <laughs> I think I think I even yelled help in in one class because it's just pretzel time for me, and I'm probably doing it wrong. Number three, this is exacerbated by the fact that every instructor just talks super fast, as if you already know all the instructions. So please slow down, because when the instructor is saying, take your left leg and stretch it towards your right ear and twisting to the right and keep your head pointing left and keep your chest up and out and, and do this with the gizmo, like, I really, I have no idea what you're saying. Could you please slow down? <laughs> I Maybe even repeat it more than once. And maybe even face me so there's some chance I could, like, read your lips and understand what you're saying. So, okay, that's, that's number three. Um, Number four, and maybe this happens in yoga too, Leanne, so you can tell me. Does every class have a star student named Sasha? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because it really seems that way. It seemed like at all three studios, the instructor would say, do what Sasha's doing, or that's great, Sasha. And of course, I can't see Sasha without doing permanent damage to my spine, so that is not happening either. So shut up about Sasha. I just, I'm, I'm never going to be a Sasha. <laughs> and that, but then number five is that despite all of that, I have to say I really enjoyed it. It's oh. like, for me, it's like a slightly fun step up from all the exercises my physical therapist comedy right. gave me for my right butt cheek injury. It's a lot of that same stuff, right. but just a little more fun. And uh, and the actual gizmo, like you're on the reformer, and that provides a level of distraction that I kind of need, that you're kind of building it, unbuilding it, blah, 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 blah. like, though, again, thank you, instructors, when you say, okay, use your red and your blue spring, but not your blah, blah, blah. I'm not following any of that. But uh, so <laughs> I kind of liked it, and I may attempt week two. Just because wow. it's a two All week, right, Liz, it's a two a week free trial. Report. Oh, two weeks! I get trial. the two week free trial, so I'm going to try a few more classes, and we'll have my I'll have my verdict next week, maybe. So that's it. Operation Sea Turtle, just trying a few new things. Well, there are a lot of believers in Pilates. I know. Yeah, I can see why. Right. You can really feel it. Right. I, I think you just got to find the right class for yeah. you, for you, Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's a lot of former dancers. You I know, know in especially L in, LA. in L.A. So that is probably not who you want to be exercising with. Yeah. That's your, the Sasha factor. Yeah. Yes. Well, even the instructors, you mm -hmm. know, and they're kind of mean. They're mm -hmm. not, yeah, they're not pushover. I mean, in a good way, I mm -hmm. think. They're, they're take it very seriously here. No, I was in the beginner class yesterday, and the instructor kept saying, well, this isn't a beginner move, but do it anyway. Like, oh, come on. The reason I signed up that for the is, beginner that class. That is bad instructor. Okay. Yeah, I'm never going back to that studio. <laughs> <laughs> Off the list. Okay. Well, good luck, Liz. Keep Thank us you. posted. Okay. Yeah. I'm I sure uh, in the Facebook group where you post every Saturday, you're going to get some um, some props for yes. trying Pilates because mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of Pilates people out there. Okay, Liz, I had some learning last week. I good. learned a few things about myself. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned that I'm doing the cha-cha to the Madonna song. Mm -hmm. 
big yep. show this weekend. Oh. It does involve costuming. You know, uh-huh. you've you've been to my shows I before. Have. Just a little touch of something because we are performing on a stage. Yeah, with lights and everything. With an audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> that's more usually awake, right? Yeah, right. they'll be alert. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Last week at Shady Acres, not so much. But uh, the ones who were awake really enjoyed our performances, okay. I that's have to say. Point. And and in true Broadway spirit, the show must go on. One of our um, one of our dancers, Sugar, she got lost going to Shady Acres. She went to another uh, <laughs> adult living home. Really? So oh. we were about to go on in our Bob Fosse number. Without Sugar? And we look oh. around, we're like, where's Sugar? And so we have to track sugar down. So then our whole schedule, people just started dancing, just like different dances. The whole rundown got completely tossed out. But Liz, the show must go on. Yeah. That's the kind of dancers we're are. That happened. You guys are troopers. All right. So what are the I'm now looking at Madonna's costumes and I'm going back to 1983 Madonna, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the Madonna of the black lace. She, you know, was the pioneer of the crop top. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Mm-hmm. There's tube skirts. There's the thing in her hair, you know. Fingerless gloves. Fingerless gloves, right. Fishnet she, stockings. Yes, Do you have that? fishnet or lace <laughs> stockings. Yeah, but like cut off at the ankles. So I, where do you go for that stuff, Liz? You go to Forever 21. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> okay. That's a, I'm glad that's there's still a place. The only place in America where you can find all of those things still happening. <laughs> and so I and went, you don't have to show like a pass or your ID when you go into Forever no, 21. Fortunately, fortunately. Yes. But I was there about an hour and that's when two things dawned on me. For the first was, you know, Forever 21 is a lie. I, uh, <laughs> I am not Forever You're 21. Not. So I was trying to like squeeze into these tiny skirts and things. And I thought, yep, not happening. <laughs> not Forever 21. Not for everyone. They're for juniors. It's the juniors. They're not not even a woman's size. It it didn't even make sense. I was like, what am I doing? And then the second thing that occurred to me was not even Madonna dresses like Madonna anymore. You know, (laughs) I mean, why was I trying to go back 30 years, 35 years? Because you loved those years. Because I love those years. And I want Mm -hmm. to pay tribute to her. So that's when the light bulb went off. I was like, I just need a touch of Madonna. (laughs) I just need a tribute to that era, I don't need to costume myself like some weird retro Madonna. And it was just, oh, it opened up. I could get a longer skirt. So what did you skirt. do? Liz, I got a longer skirt. You know, I want to look good. I've worked hard on this dance. I don't want to look like some sad 54-year-old dress, <laughs> dress like Madonna. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I did find a shirt, Liz, where mesh is involved. And oh. I have to say... Much more flattering than you would think. So, do I even have this event on my calendar? You know, Am I, I don't coming even, to this? It's this you Saturday. Didn't send me th- okay. I didn't send you anything. It's just, it's really snuck up on me, which yes. is why I was panicked at Forever 21 last week. But okay. um, that's happening this week. Two things Forever 21 is a lie, and not even Madonna dresses like Madonna. <laughs> yeah, she's in caftans. Yes. Natalie. Yes, she is. <laughs> With head ornaments. Yes. That's the way I think you should go. You can't Dancing see, in a caftan, no. You can't see the hips, though. I've worked yeah. so hard on my cha-cha hips. All right, but you can Julie? go with the head ornament. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, speaking of other adventures, Julie, I wanted to share a letter that, that oh. came into the Satellite Sisters email box uh, from listener Jill. 
because Jill listened to the episode where we talked about our trip to Patagonia and how fantastic it was to be out in Fossil Canyon and up on Fitzroy Mountain and all of that. And you talked about how meaningful it was after 40 years of being married to a geologist to actually mm-hmm. be in a place where geology was the number one thing happening and you could kind of understand what was going on. So you really touched Jill's heart. Hear what she oh, wrote. Good. She wrote, hello, Julie. Love, love, love the podcast. As the mother of a new geologist, uh-huh. I had to write to you regarding your travels in Argentina with your own geologist in tow. My son, Charlie, a recent graduate, and then in print, she puts geology and Spanish. Ooh, which Strong that, combo major. I like it. That <laughs> yeah. would have been really helpful. Yeah, that would have been very helpful in, in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, a recent graduate took a job in Phoenix with an environmental engineering firm. I traveled with him from Minnesota to Arizona to assist with the driving and, of course, to spend more time with him. We hiked parts of Bryce Canyon, Escalante National Monument, and the Grand Canyon during our trip. Have you been to all those places, Joel? Mm-hmm. So she writes, you are probably the only other person I've met. And she has, <laughs> I've met. In quotes, like, yes, Jill, we've met. It's okay. You can just say we've met. Uh, We've met. Jill, we're close. We're we're sisters. Longtime Uh, friends. You are probably the only other person I've met who can relate to the numerous geologic insights I was privy to during our travels. Although it did sound like Liz and Leanne would also understand. Charlie's excitement about this topic was not contagious. But of course, I am happy for his excitement about rocks and his new career. Your trip looked wonderful as I followed it on Instagram. Thanks for taking me on vacation with you. Take care and all my best to all the sisters, Jill. So isn't that nice? Very nice. Thank you. That's such a nice letter. And yes, indeed, the U.S. highway system, all those road cuts, provide some excellent uh, geological (laughs) sightings. So I'm sure you will have a lifetime of it now that you have a geologist in your family. And yes, congratulations to Charlie. That must be very exciting for him too. Yeah. Sisters, I want to do a Satellite Sisters of the Week tribute to three teachers from the Frisco, Texas ISD system. That's Jess Johnson, Lori Ortel, and Kim Frankson. And they all work at Ashley Elementary School in Frisco, Texas, which is just north of Dallas. And this was an article that was in the paper a couple of weeks ago, but I cut it out. I've just saved it. All three of these teachers, one's a a counselor, were at school one day, and they have an app um, that the teachers use. It's called Stop It, S-T-O-P-I-T. And it's an app that allows students and parents to send anonymous reports of bullying or school threats. So this is an app that's available countrywide, um, but the the teachers all had it. Uh, They have never received any messages on their Stop It app. But one day, one morning, the three of them were together and they got a message on, on the app. And it was from a student who said she was being bullied and she threatened to kill herself, and she even gave the date of it. Now, the three of them, Jess, Lori, and Kim, just dropped everything that they were doing, and they started to, you know, just focus on this one student and messaging back and forth with her. But what they determined was that this child was not actually in their um, Ashley Elementary School. 
and that in fact because they enlisted other people to help them when this when this app started working they realized that this student wasn't even in the Frisco ISD school system she wasn't a high schooler uh, in Frisco or anything that in fact this student was in Virginia and that somehow when you use this app you have to put in a school code and the teenager in Virginia had put in the wrong school code, oh. and it just happened to get to these three Frisco teachers. And as it would ter- turns out, that school in Virginia, the code that she was that the teenager was trying to reach, their school was closed that week. They were mm. out for break, and there would have been no, and there was no one at the school. If she had put in the right school code no one would have heard her, seen her message, probably. Wow. Mm. So just with this strange crossed wires, these three teachers in Frisco, and they said that when they realized that this teenager was in Virginia, they said it didn't matter. They said in that moment, that child became ours. And they did everything they could to stay on the line with the child, to message back and forth. They were reaching out to the school district. Um, and as it, the child did take some, you know, started to take some pills, oh, they reached wow. out to the police. The police got there in time and that she, you know, with, and the police were able to take her to the hospital. But it is, it was just such an amazing story of three completely dedicated teachers dedicated to helping children and what a good app that is that Mm -hmm. stop it app I had not heard of that and what a good thing that that teenager in Virginia could reach out and even even in the most crossed wires way got the help that she needed in time to make a difference so a big satellite sister salute uh, to Jess Johnson Lori Otell and Kim Frankson yeah, teachers, you just can't say enough about the things they do Isn't for that our communities, an or thing? in this case, other people's communities. So yeah. that's a beautiful story, Julie. Thank you. That's so great. So, all right, Leanne, we're kind I'm of— I'm just looking up that Stop It app. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. Schools can buy in for $2 per student annually. Yep. Okay. That's, that's an incredible tool. And, mm-hmm. you know, teenagers, they use those kind of tools to reach out. Yeah, they do. You yep. know, when people— yep bemoan the fact that teenagers are on their phone or this and that very often that is the most comfortable way they are the Mm -hmm. the way they are most comfortable talking about things that are very upsetting to them is texting or through apps or things like that Mm -hmm. so that's an amazing story thanks julie thanks that is great um all right we would like to thank our sponsors this week we would like to thank brooklinen we're coming for you brooklinen (laughs) yes those sheets in dallas dreamy liquid iv flamingo and the new yorker thanks for supporting satellite sisters and thanks to the people uh who support our sponsors we appreciate that too one of our sponsors had a huge huge week like a huge pr windfall last week and some of you posted in the facebook group about away luggage at Meghan Markle's baby shower. We're so happy that? for away. And we're so happy that you were happy yeah. for away. That, that's how close you feel to our sponsors. Thank you. Yeah, when you saw the big boxes stacked outside the hotel, that was just fantastic. <laughs> All right. We would also like to thank our engineer and editor, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you for making us sound good and sound smart every week. Well, there's not much you can do about the smart part, but the good part, you're on it. You're on it. Yes. Uh, What's on our to-do list? Well, Liz and I, ours is don't forget to go to Dallas. Yeah, we're going. 
I know. That sounds crazy. You know, Julie, we were talking this morning. When you travel a lot, you just kind of get in the mode and boom, boom, boom. But when it's just these occasional trips, it's just so easy to forget. Like after work today, I'm getting and Leon and I are carpooling to LAX. So don't worry. We're all good to go. I have my suitcase here. I have I'm I'm ready. But this morning I had to remember, okay, don't drive to work. Don't drive to work. Take a car. Get take a car. So that's what I did. But we're good. We're on our way. We're on our way. Okay. I just hope I don't forget to pick you up. No, I would be there. Of course I'll be there. Yeah, it's shocking, both of you. It's a lot of pressure as any satellite okay. sister can imagine, to have both Liz Dolan and Leon Dolan <laughs> in the house. But that's what's happening. Well, we'll just judge silently. So don't <laughs> worry. Actually, I'm just mainly excited to meet Oliver, your dog. So there's yes. almost nothing that can go wrong if Oliver's there. I'm excited about that. All right, okay. we're the Satellite Sisters. Is that it? Do we have anything else? I think that's it. Okay. We should remember while we're together to do some kind of live Facebook post or something. Oh, okay, I'm sorry I said that out loud. Wow. Just looking at the look on Leanne's <laughs> face like, don't add, no, no, okay. We have a fairly tight schedule. We may or may not do that. I'm sorry I mentioned it. Okay, we're on our way, though. This All right, it's just like get to off work. the line and go get on the plane, Got please. It. Got it. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.